What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're diving into the real reality of Real Review Realness. CJ, the housewife collector, is back, and he's bringing his opinions on Real Housewives of Potomac Season 7, Episode 5, The Burn Session. Lock in while I clock in, because CJ is about to get into it. Good evening, everybody. It is me, CJ, the housewife collector. I'm here to deliver my thoughts on the recent episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes, honey, because I have some thoughts. So we're going to start with Ms. Giselle. We're going to talk about every, every single one of these ladies, even if they had nothing going on. Giselle, I love it when Giselle and her kids are on my TV. And here's why. Her kids know how to read. They know how to read Giselle down. And I love that little moment where Giselle was talking about how Jamal would make a speech at a door and... What was the other person? What's the other daughter's name? A door and... It's not Grace. Grace is the oldest one. A door and the other 16-year-old. About how A is for adventurous D is for determined. <laughs> that's that's so funny because that is Jamal Bryant. He is a pastor. And you know how these pastors be, child? They be trying to make a sermon out of everything and anything. You could be talking about going to sleep and he'd be like, sleep. The most beautiful gift God has ever grace. This earth was. This earth with or whatever, you know? It is a blessing. He'll recite a whole Leviticus passage, I swear to God. But I'm still just kind of like, mm on Giselle because I don't know whether to believe the mm, excuse me I don't know whether to believe the Chris rumors because there is more in this episode there have been a couple more revelations regarding some of these accusations and for me when a lot of people are saying the same thing about someone I go from not believing it to being like, okay, maybe there's something. There is something there. Either there is something there or like even whether it's major or like a small vibe. Maybe it's just like a, a miss, a miscommunication vibe wise or body language wise. Or maybe perhaps the most likely situation. Everybody's trying to get their 15 minutes of fame. Whether they are a guest, a friend, or a main cast member of the show. So I'm hoping it's not true because it's Chris Bassett. You would never suspect Chris Bassett of cheating on Candace. Although I don't think any of us would genuinely be surprised if it happened. I mean, he deals with Candace, honey. He got to get away. You know? I mean, this year, Candace seems more tolerable. But if the rumors are true, I could see why. Because... Look, look who you decide to marry. 
look who wants to have kids with you. Mm. Mm-mm. Chris wants to eject Candace into deep space, honey. He don't want to come back. If it's true, which I don't believe it is. Yet. I'm being a little bit swayed, but I still don't really believe it. Robin. Mm. I don't know why this whole Wendy and Robin situation got so blown out of proportion. I honestly, if I'm being very honest, I forgot what the fight was even over. I'm still very confused. I think it was over the whole, like, Mia cancer. And Robin called Wendy out. For facts. Robin said that Wendy had the same sentiment about Mia's cancer. And the sentiment being that it was fake and she's lying about her health. And Wendy was like, um, no, we don't have the same sentiment. You called her a liar. And that's the part that really makes me angry. Because Wendy, you do, if you even hear this, you do have the same sentiment. But Robin actually had the balls to say it to Mia's face. Whereas you were caught in a hot mic moment. And apparently you've been lying, honey. You've been caught in a lie. You really think the producers aren't going to include a hot mic moment in an episode? Especially on Housewives? You have been fooled. It's literally... Sorry if y'all hear me burping so damn much. I just ate dinner. And it's still going down. But... Wendy, you said that it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks because Mia's lying anyways and nobody believes her. But you just said you believed her and you've been supporting her. So you a flip-flopper. You cannot, you're unable to be held accountable. What, because you have like 20 degrees and you are on Fox News and other news platforms and because you're a professor? No. You need to be held accountable too. And actually be held accountable. Don't be like, okay, I received that, we're done. No, that's not being held accountable. That's sweeping it under the rug. So clearly your degree ain't helping you. Anyways, back to Robin. She should definitely get a prenup. She should definitely include an infidelity clause. I didn't even know those existed. I plan on putting one on my prenup just to be safe. I I always want to cover my ground just in case. Because even if you marry somebody who has never cheated on you, sure, you can rule it out like, oh, it'll never happen. But you never know that. Because in my past relationships, I never thought, my ex would cheat on me but now here i am in another relationship you know he's my ex for a reason and cheating was one of the many reasons we did not work out so and the irony is he never wanted to be cheated on either he was like i never want to be cheated on but yeah he went and did to me the only difference was i saw it coming because it was with someone he told me he would get with if he was single and the other person felt the same way i'm not gonna go down that whole road because that's not what this podcast session is about but it was hard it was hard to get through and nobody ever deserves to be cheated on it doesn't matter what the reason is you know whether it's lack of love lack of attention no do not cheat just leave but anyways i would i would love to include an infidelity clause 
because you never know that loyal faithful golden retriever energy husband may be like that around you but maybe on his phone he'd be texting other bitches maybe talking shit about you saying how he don't like you or want to be with you or even hooking up with women or men or anybody in between you know now hopefully that won't happen in a marriage but it does happen whether it in like i said it doesn't matter who you marry it could be somebody who is a known cheater it could be someone who's only cheated once or twice or it can be somebody who has never even had sex before but it's always there's nothing wrong with being safe in a prenup you take what's yours or what you want to be yours and i think in the infidelity clause if the reason for divorce is cheating the cheater gets nothing which i am here for because honestly if i cheated in my marriage i'm not married but if i cheated in my marriage i deserve to get nothing i i, I don't deserve anything because i not only broke somebody's heart but i probably screwed up their version of love forever you know my desire to be with someone else could affect their view on love they might stop believing in love you know cheating is so much deeper than just heartbreak it affects mental health it can affect physical health you know just through the depression and the anxiety and everything i mean it destroyed mine when i found out i know i, I was going through it i was going through it so much so on top of all the other toxic things in my past relationship, I had to go on medication. Mm-hmm. Man's literally screwed over. Not only my love, but trust. Fucked with my mental health for a long time. Did not help that he immediately began to get into a secret relationship after we first broke up the first time. So it, it's, it, it does nobody any good. Unless the cheater just doesn't give a fuck or the person who was cheated on doesn't give a fuck then that's different but it usually takes a very drastic toll on your mind body and spirit so yes robin girl no i and honestly no matter what juan says get that clause especially if that was a reason that you guys divorced the first time because honestly you you've been waiting seven seasons to even have a proposal now we had to wait until the wedding which will probably be on season eight so honey if you don't have this wedding soon you're gonna get cynthia you know you're not bringing too much you know you're more of a mediator you know you're chill you're laid back you bring the vibes you're relevant you know we understand you but drama wise you just not it's in story no not even drama wise storyline wise you just not bringing anything because we've been hearing about Juani Juan and this marriage since season one, I believe, or so I've heard. I have, I've only started watching season five. But even in season five, you were still talking about getting married. And you you actually got engaged in season five. We still waiting on the wedding. I understand COVID. But by the time season six rolled around, COVID was starting to get under control. And it would have been safer to have a wedding between the time period of February 2021 and mid-may 2021 that would have been the perfect time even now is the perfect time i don't know what the delay is 
because y'all started filming like the last week of March of this year, eight months ago. And then y'all start filming what, June, July? Like, it's 2022. COVID is close to being non-existent. You could have had that wedding, honey. I'm just saying. But better have a next season or you might be out of a job, honey. Get that wedding and don't and no 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 try not to divorce again because I feel like if Robin goes through that whole Cynthia thing where she gets married and divorced, then married and divorced, married and divorced, you know, they're just not gonna renew her. They don't want people because I feel like once she gets married, nobody will be interested in hearing about a divorce or her marital problems or anything like that because then it'll just be a repeat waiting for another man, waiting for a proposal waiting for a wedding it's gonna be like another seven seasons so at that point it's just like why would she even be on the show you know so i hope i hope when they get married that they it's for life because we don't even know this it won't be good for the kids either think about the kids um okay yeah that's all i have on robin for now Ashley, you know, I was really rooting for Ashley in regards to Ashley versus Candace. Well, at the top of the episode, it wasn't verse. I was really rooting for their friendship. They seemed great as friends. They were getting along at the home, you know, eating some cheese, eating some sushi, spilling the tea over a fine set of food and drink. And now this friendship is crumbling because she brought up the rumor that her good sis Deborah brought up about Chris. Talking about what he was like staring at her or something. Or slid into her DMs. You know, and at first, at the winery, I was I was clinging. And when I say clinging, I was clinging. Like the bitches on the Titanic when it was vertical. Clinging for dear life so I don't fall down. And hit a damn piece of the ship and spin off into the ice cold water and get pneumonia and drown or go down with the ship. I was clinging on for dear life, dangling from the rails, honey, that Ashley had pure intentions and that she only recently heard about the Deborah conversation and that she only wanted to she wanted to tell Candace in person, knowing that the burn session was going to happen. But. When they were at the winery and Candace and Ashley were getting into it, I was like, hand in my head, I was like, Candace, let's be more understanding. You know, this whole event is about accountability and hearing everybody out. So be more understanding, Candace. Like, I'm starting to like you. So let, let's let's be able to hear everybody out. But when Ashley said, it don't feel good now, does it? I was like, oh. When I first saw that, saw that in the trailer, I was like, okay, maybe she's trying to relate. Maybe because I I was coming up with every excuse to defend Ashley, not because she's light skin and Candace is black, like dark black. That's not that has nothing to do with race. I was just really hoping that Ashley and Candace could be good this season. But now they're not good. And I I, I don't think they are good still. I, I have no clue. But I was really rooting for them. So when Ashley said that little oh, it don't feel good now, does it? I was like, my jaw dropped like everybody else's. I was like, oh, oh, no. 
And then when Candace was like, you are saying this out of spite, out of shade. And Ashley was like, no, no. I felt that in my soul. Because that's what I was crying out in my soul. I was like, no, no, no. It's just like, this ain't how it was supposed to go. Why can't we jump? Like, I know you're tired. I know Candace is tired of hearing it from Giselle. And then from Ashley. And now another girl named Deborah. And apparently Ashley knows about a few more DM messages from a few more people that Chris allegedly sent. You know, so if it's that many people, it's kind of like, mm, you know, it's, it's getting a little sketchy. But at the same time, maybe everybody's looking for a storyline. But I don't know why Ashley would be using this for a storyline, given that she divorced that ugly goblin named Michael Darby. That's her story. That should be her. That is her storyline for this season, her divorce and moving on and having a hot girl summer or a hot girl spring or whatever it is. So I don't see the need for Chris to even be part of her storyline. I don't see Chris being part of anyone else's storyline besides Candace, to be honest. And am I the only one that saw the interior of the winery and thought of what happened season five Monique versus Candace? It looked very familiar and all the all wineries basically look the same. So it really gave me that vibe. And I love how everybody I love how who was it Wendy or Candace pointed out? No, yeah, it was Candace that pointed out that things do not end well in wineries. And they did a flashback to season five Monique after the whole glass incident trying to come for Candace outside. I'm so glad they include that because, girl, I was thinking the same thing. Shit don't go down well in wineries. At least nobody threw no glasses in anybody's face and pulled no weaves. But I am sad to see the end of Ashley and Candace. And apparently, Giselle and Candace get into it on the next episode. And surprise, surprise, it's over the Chris rumors. And I'm really hoping these Chris rumors don't last all season. Maybe mid-season, but if it's all season, it's going to be like Beverly Hills. Like, girl, get something new to talk about. Talk about your house again or something. I don't know. Talk about your kids. Talk about how you miss Jamal or whatever. I don't know. But Giselle, no, no more Chris rumors, please. Let's put it to bed. You know, put it to bed right now. Go over it again at the reunion and be done with it. Move on. Moving on. Just like life. Move on. Karen. Ain't really much to say about the Grand Dame except I love her. She's great. Like, I, there's there's not um, no complaints on Karen. I don't know why Candace and Ashley were talking about those rumors that Karen goes out to see other men because that shit was from way back in season two that's not relevant now and quite honestly i don't care if karen's seeing other men i really don't to be honest like if it were to be a storyline next season i'd be like okay cool (laughs) like you know i I don't give a shit so those are my thoughts on karen we love her always stand wendy 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 wendy's in my opinion, more of a mess this season than she was last season. Sis wants to start basically a black Barnes and Noble. But the only problem is she's 
she has like three other jobs a husband and kids and she's already complaining like oh my god my life is so stressful i need to take it easy you know i'm a workaholic so i'm i think it might be good for me to take a break and then two seconds later you want to open up a lounge and keep in mind a lounge is more like a like a club kind of vibe or at least an adult relaxation vibe what she was describing was a was basically a black barnes and noble she wanted a place where people can go but not dance or drink but get this a place where people can go read books now i don't know about y'all but when i go to a lounge or a club you want to know what i want to do i want to get blackout drunk i want to get lit i want to dance to some j-lo i want to twerk i want to pop that pussy or at least my bussy, because I'm not a girl. You know? I want to get down. I want to twerk. Twerk in a split, honey. I want to grind against another man, unless I'm in a committed relationship. You know, I want to have fun. I want to have a good time. Blow up my Snapchat. Blow up my Instagram stories. Blow up my Facebook stories. Maybe even make a TikTok. But what I don't want to do is read a book. <laughs> okay? Because it's not necessarily easy to blast Bad Bunny in the club while also reading. (laughs) I was trying to remember like a book. You know, it's not easy to read. And I don't even know that many books by black authors, to be honest. So I'm just going to name a random book. It's not easy to read Huckleberry Finn while the DJ is blasting Titi Me Pregunto by Bad Bunny. Okay? Mucha novia? No. I'm reading Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> reading some Nancy Drew. Reading a biography. Or bibliography. Autobiography. Whatever it is. But that's not even the worst part. She wants a lounge where people can go read books bring their kids when i go to a lounge or a club the last thing and when i say the last thing i mean the very last thing i want to be around are kids especially toddlers and babies because imagine if everybody was up in the club and we got kids with us crying screaming Playing on their tablet, sneezing everywhere, jumping around, causing mess, shitting their diapers, pissing everywhere. Lots more crying and yelling and screaming. Like, no, the club would get shut down. One, because you're not allowed to have kids in a club or a lounge. Two, because everybody finna leave. I ain't trying to listen to no club music with all these kids running around screaming. So what Wendy really meant to say was a black Barnes and Noble, because at least Barnes and Noble is a library. But at least it'll just be all black authors, shelves and shelves and rows and rows of books written by black authors. And I'm sorry I'm saying black authors so much, but that is what she wanted. A lounge with books by black authors. So it's going to be 
books galore shelves you know she could even put in a little cafe like barnes and noble does where one can grab a coffee in their chic reading student outfit or whatever they're nerdy you know you know what i'm talking about like them turtlenecks and shit you know grab a muffin a coffee a nice book you know your kid in the stroller next to you napping away because what else is there to do in the library i finna sleep i ain't finna read i ain't been to a library in years honey like three or four years and i don't even really buy books at barnes and noble i go whenever i heard there was a new attack on titan manga out but i haven't gotten the newest ones yet because i've been watching the anime and waiting for the anime and i'm waiting for the final part of the final season of the anime so i haven't been out and about to the library also i have other priorities in my life right now so i'm not necessarily going to the library looking for books and mangas child okay that's what amazon is for if i really want a book i'm going on amazon i'm going on ebay maybe sheen i know they don't have books on sheen but you know what i mean but anyways i think that's what wendy actually meant because ain't no way she meant lounge nini leaks runs a lounge the Lanethia Lounge. I think she shut it down because of the health problems with her son, which is unfortunate to both things. But Nini ran a lounge, and that was a lounge. People were dancing, listening to music, getting up in the club, taking pictures with Nini, dancing with Nini, getting drinks. You know, they were clubbing. That is a lounge. Not a book in sight, not a child in sight, nary a binky just people of all colors dancing in the club and having a good time that is a lounge that is a club not books and kids honey so i'm glad peter thomas pointed that out why are you going to peter thomas for business advice i don't know why everybody's running to peter i'm not getting the appeal i'm really not he's not he's not attractive at all i wouldn't really trust him with any business advice that's from what I know, he's not that successful. But I don't know. I don't really look for Peter Thomas. I don't follow him on anything. I don't keep tabs on him. Unless he appears on my screen. That's the only tab I keep on him. The two seconds he appears on my screen. Anyways, moving on um, to the burn session. What the fuck? Wendy, you are becoming Whitney from SLC hosting an event in this case in the name of holding people accountable airing grievances being heard without interruption conflict resolution you know everyone just solving their problems and we can go about our lives having fun going on fun cast trips and no drama just fun but as we all know in the hcu these types of events typically don't end well there have maybe been one or two events in all of housewives history where it was it had good intentions the intentions were to like make amends and everything and everyone actually made amends and had a good time for at least the next episode or two didn't last long but at least it worked to an extent but these peace events typically always go south because everybody has an issue some people don't like listening and talking calmly instead they like yelling and screaming and throwing shit 
And guess what Miss Wendy does at her own accountability event? Once it gets to Robin's turn, Robin was talking about the whole dance studio incident. And Wendy just did not do any accountability. At first, she kind of did. She kind of did. But then as it got more and more intense, she was just she just kind of tuned out and began being dismissive. And then she's like, Ashley, you're next. And I'm like, girl, we need to resolve the issue between you and Robin before we can move on to Ashley. Because Giselle had the same issue as well. You know, Giselle thinks Wendy is dismissive. She thinks Wendy's jumping onto the I hate Giselle bandwagon. And she has, let's be real. Wendy is on the I hate Giselle bandwagon. And she is being fake and phony, especially at the Spring Fling event. Or whatever it was called. So, yeah, no. You're gonna have to hold yourself accountable. Everyone, that's, like, that was a whole point of your event, Wendy. Your own event. But you can't even follow the intention of your own event. So it's just like, what was the point then? You want everyone else to hold themselves accountable and discuss their issues and everyone get along except you? No, that's not how accountability works. Accountability does not pick and choose. Only you could do that. You can choose to accept responsibility or you could just continue to drag it out and be a bitch. Or just use it for a stupid ass storyline. So if the point of the event is to hold everyone accountable, I, in my opinion, would have been like, I received that. I'm sorry. And I hope that over time we could rebuild our friendship and get to a good place. I would have apologized to both Giselle and Robin. And I also would have made sure they hold themselves accountable too. Oh, but that's my truth. You should still hold yourself accountable though. Because everybody can say that's my truth. Because we all have different perspectives different opinions so obviously that's your truth but that is their truth too so you gotta meet in the middle compromise and just take accountability for what you did and apologize for how it came off that's all you had to do but as usual wendy can't do that and the reason she's just like whitney from slc is because the whole arizona cast trip that cast trip was meant for jen shaw and to support her and to help her get through this difficult time whatever the fuck and then she went on and started all this beef with meredith heather and lisa and all that shit just blew up in her face so it's like the whole point it's like these women will host something with one intention but then do the exact opposite of what they wanted to do and it's starting to get annoying so and allegedly this is wendy's last season because producers are tired of her i don't know if that's true or not i kind of am hoping it is because wendy you are getting exhausting now i liked you you're f- go back to how you were season five didn't talk that much was more in the middle was more of a mediator and actually made sense and actually like and was actually likable because now you, I, you just not you not all that girl I'm gonna just let you know that now. You ain't all that. Now, Mia. I am glad to hear that she does not have cancer. 
But yes, girl, get those loans removed. I think she already got them removed back in August. So good that she did that. Good. And yes, definitely come on down to Miami. Miami's always a good time. I have family that lives down there. It's really nice. Very hot, but really nice. And I think the Miami cast trip is where Mia throws a drink on Wendy. Because I think I heard like a rumor with a picture of Wendy and Mia and a video of Mia yelling at Wendy and doing a whole charade, dancing around being like, you know, kind of like Bethany, you know, when Bethany from New York would always get in fights, she'd like put on some sort of show or whatever, you know how it is. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing why Mia threw a glass at Wendy. Cause right now, in this moment, I think Whitney, not Whitney, oh my God. <laughs> I think Wendy deserves it. And again, because everybody wants us, every time somebody comes for Candace or Whitney, it's always, oh, everyone only hates them because they're of a darker skin color. Everyone only, and that might be true for some of the fans, but not for me at least. That's not true for me. Because I love some of the Atlanta cast and they are black, black, most of them. So it's not true for me. And I honestly was a fan of Ebony on New York for a while at least. So again, for me, that excuse is not true. If I don't, if I don't like a housewife, it's because I don't like them for this reason, not because of their skin color. There's not even a hint of bias. You just did something I don't agree with, therefore I don't really like you. And honestly, I always feel like Wendy deserves a glass thrown in her face. Especially, well not during season 5. She didn't deserve it then. But season 6 and 7, she deserves it. Because it was just, I just wasn't feeling her. It's just like, girl, you asking for it at this point. So stop. Like, stop. We're tired. Um, yeah, I do agree with Mia about the part of Wendy being uh, dismissive. She was dismissive of Mia all of last season. Literally, every time Mia spoke, it was like, girl, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Even at the reunion, hmm, are you talking? Shut up. Like, oh my God, girl. Because me personally, if you said that shit to me, you would have been on the floor. You wouldn't have been able to talk to Nicki Minaj because you would be incapacitated. I would beat your ass on that stage. Like, the disrespect that Wendy gives these women, I don't care if it's a reaction or whatever, it's just, what the fuck, girl? No, last season, Mia did deserve some of it, but Wendy, girl, you was just, you went from, like, zero to, like, 10,000. Not in a good way. You need to just, no. Bring it back down to a two. Thank you. And Sharice, I don't know if Sharice and Robin have dementia or Alzheimer's or short-term memory loss. But Robin, I'm recircling back to you, miss. Sharice did hold you back. Not initially, but once it was starting to get a little too, mm, she stepped in and she was like, okay, okay, okay. And Sharice, you know damn well you did that. But we all know Sharice is just trying to start mess. At least, at least he's doing something. Because friends, I don't know why people hold friends of the housewives to housewife standards. Friends don't have to bring drama. They're friends. They don't have to do anything. Why? Because they're not housewives. They're not holding 
an item or a fruit. They're not holding shit. They are a friend. They are a supporting cast member. They don't have to start drama. They don't have to be entertaining. They don't have to be boring. I don't know why people always hold them to such a high standard. Because if we're all going to hold the friends to a very housewife standard, then there shouldn't be friends in the show. They should all just be housewives. Because people will literally be like, oh, they, they were boring as a friend. They brought nothing. Sis, they don't have to bring anything. There's nothing for them to bring. They are friends for a reason. The only people that we should be concerned about bringing something to the table is the main cast. That's it. We shouldn't care what the friends bring, what guests bring. No. Just the people we came here to watch, which is the main cast. Now, if a friend brings a lot of drama and gets a seat at the reunion, you know, good for them. And if they don't, you know, okay, it's fine. You don't have to like them, but don't hold them to such a high standard. We need to normalize that. But anyway, those are all my thoughts. And I hope everything comes to a peaceful resolve. We'll see how next week goes. And I hope y'all have a great rest of your day or night. Remember, you can always find me on Instagram at The Housewife Collector. Alright, see you guys next time. Bye. Alright everybody, that was CJ, the housewife collector, with all of his opinions on Season 7, Episode 5 of The Real Housewives of Potomac, The Burn Session. Make sure you're following him at The Housewife on Instagram and staying tuned to the pod because he'll be back soon with all of his opinions on all of your favorite Bravo shows. Also, make sure you're subscribed and following this podcast at Real Reality Realness on Instagram, The Sister Pod at Housewives History with Megan and Sean, and... Make sure you just tuned in, hit all the notification bells, all the things of the things, you know, what the content creators say. Until next time, make sure you guys be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next episode, love you, bye. Peace.